from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. This is Medically Necessary. Welcome to Medically Necessary, the official podcast of the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital medical staff. I'm Chris Honig, joined as always by Dr. Jim Salwitz. Dr. Salwitz, another beautiful day in the medical neighborhood. It really is, you know, a little spring out there. So I'm kind of happy and excited to be moving forward into this new time. So it's a great time in, in the hospital here and in the state. We really do want to talk about, you know, this moving forward, this, uh, you know, kind of changing of the seasons, not just outdoors, but inside the hospital too, with COVID numbers coming down, thankfully, certainly not what they were a couple months ago. It's a different feeling, and we have different leadership taking us through this phase now. Bill Arnold, the interim president and CEO of Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, joining us now. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, I just want to ask straight off the bat here, you've been with us now for several months. What have, what observations have you made coming in here that, that kind of surprised you in a way? Well, uh, my first observation is the teamwork. And uh, I had been in a regional office for a large portion or a large part of the uh, COVID uh, pandemic. And coming to, to Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, I was able to experience the, the folks working together, the, the team, the, whether it be the physicians, the nurses, the housekeepers, the, just all the professionals under this roof that were coming together and making it work for our patients. Uh, I remembered, I thought back just the other day, I was asked to, to think about the past year and, and, and all the sacrifices our staff made. And I thought of one big one that I could remember, and that was we were struggling at South Campus, which is one of our RWJ Barnabas Health affiliates. And they, they truly were loaded with patients and they're a smaller facility and they don't necessarily have the expertise that Robert Wood Johnson has in terms of the higher level critical care uh, work that we do. And they were accepting, Robert Wood Johnson was accepting their patients and bringing their patients to, to Robert Wood. I had one of the rabbis call me and he raved about the team at Robert Wood. So to answer your question, what, what I expected, great teamwork, but to see it in action and be back in the hospital and, and the excitement that a hospital uh, can bring it, it, it was special, and, and it's, it always comes down to teamwork. That's what makes makes this place work. So, Bill, you know, you settled in now. You actually decided to stay at least more than three months. So, we appreciate you know the loyalty there. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, particularly during a, t- a tough time. You know, what kind of transitions do you see going on? You know, particularly as we started to you know become less COVID and more focused on our primary missions. And then moving towards the other major changes that are happening here. I mean, what are your observations about what you see going on? Well, I've, I, I see less conversation around COVID, which is nice. I think <laughs> we're getting closer to COVID being a memory, a bad memory, but a, a memory, something of the past. As, as the, the scientists tell us, we'll always have COVID presence, but we will know we'll have it at a much lesser to a much lesser extent. So I see the shift from that day-to-day COVID conversation to more of a strategic conversation, a hospital operations conversation, uh, whether it be academics, straight patient care, or even, even research. I've, I've had many conversations with the leadership at the medical school 
And again, it's, it's, it's much more strategic, much more conversation about what we're going to do as we move forward and we get people back to work and we get our, our schedules filled in terms of patient care. I know that's been a challenge for some and, and so much uh, virtual appointments are, are creating changes in our world. Uh, I spoke to one of the cardiologists the other day and he told me you can always have the telemedicine visits, but it's not the same as in person. It, it will be a tool used moving forward, but he looked forward to seeing the patients back in his office, felt that that was uh, the better way to care for his patients, and that would create more, more flow back into the hospital, which will get us back to the norm that, that we once had here at Robert Wood Johnson. So, Bill, what excited a number of us about you joining us here and me personally, it was, I was really, and I am excited about was that you have uh, a broader perspective on the system at system functions than pretty much any other leader that, you know, that's had an opportunity to start here and build here. Now you bring that kind of, that kind of vision, you know, at the same time, you're obviously very aware of what the hospital itself is and is capable of. Um, and and it starts a vision of what we can be as a true academic center, but you know so in that context of systemness, for, I don't not sure that's truly a word, but I'm gonna you know, use it for the moment. And any any what what are your observations about where we're headed, how we build in that direction? Well, I think this this medical center has has an unbelievable culture of uh, of quality and patients sat and research and uh, that that's special it's 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 great that we're focused on that and uh, now that now that we start to strategize a bit more maybe outside the four walls of, of New Brunswick uh, I think that uh, we, we need to work a bit with the system from a strategic standpoint. I believe that there's been a tremendous amount of investment in Robert Wood. And a perfect example is, is CINJ. We all know that there's, there's an amazing project planned, and we now see the construction workers uh, beginning to dismantle the school across the street, which will be our future home of the Cancer Institute in New Jersey. Uh, so that takes a team and, and we can move so much faster if we work with our corporate service lines. So when I hear corporate, in this case, when it's cancer, I think of Dr. Steve Labuti and, and the, the team that he's assembling to, to uh, create something special, both here in New Brunswick, but throughout the state. I, was, I experienced some of his work in South Jersey as we uh, plan a CINJ uh, outpatient facility in Tinton Falls, that's something that we've moved moved forward with and we'll be breaking ground in about a year. Uh, I think of the, the cardiac uh, work that's being done with Dr. Lenny Lee and, and Dr. Russo and, and the work they're doing, not only here, but throughout the state and connecting to the community hospitals, as well as the physicians in those markets. Uh, Dr. Nanda, I think of him with his neurosciences. I was just recently at a community medical center board meeting, and uh, one of Dr. Nanda's 
uh, faculty, Dr. Johnson, was presenting on some advanced neurosurgical work that's being performed at Community Medical Center. That wouldn't have been possible for a community prior to, to Robert Wood and, and Barnabas uh, joining forces. Uh, hey, system, system mergers, uh, big mergers like this bring, bring stress to everybody because it's changed. We, we all would rather continue forward the way we always have, but there's, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity on both sides. Uh, Robert Wood will benefit from, from patients coming here for higher level care and all those areas I just mentioned uh, from much greater distances because of the span, the, the way this, this system spans the state of New Jersey. So uh, I look at great opportunity for everybody. Uh, we, we, there will be win-wins across the state and, and that's included here in New Brunswick. Robert Wood has a, a long history of um, being a combined medical center, both academic medical school and private practice and private, you know, much like a, a Northwestern, you know, or Wild Cornell, et cetera. Um, I mean, and I think, again, what, that's again one of the things that just me excited me about your presence here is that you have a long history of supporting physicians in the private practice community at the same time to the words you just said, you know, understanding the potential role of bringing ac academic expertise into that, you know, that kind of, that kind of environment. I mean, what kind of work do you think we should be thinking out is building this in the next, in the next, in the time coming forward here? Well, I'll start with the community physicians. They're so important to our mission. They have been loyal to this institution. They trust this institution with their patients. And uh, quite frankly, they, they, they have patient, a patient following and uh, they've, been, they've been part of the Robert Wood Johnson success, as has the medical school. So uh, I, I once spoke to a dean from a large university uh, health system out west. And, and at that time, I was not yet uh, at Robert Wood Johnson, but Robert Wood Johnson had just become part of the system. And, and his, the point he made to me is never forget your community physicians. Your community physicians are so important to your success. Um, as, and he was someone who, he was a dean of a major academic medical center. He was pointing out the fact that you need to work with both your community docs and your, your faculty. I think we're poised to do that. A lot of the conversations I've had recently with different chairs as well as the dean of the medical school is just around that. I believe we have to build strategy that creates a, a, an environment for, for physicians to practice medicine, regardless of who their employer is. And that's what makes Robert Wood Johnson special. We, we have a lot of different uh, physicians and, and providers coming from different, different places and, and they're working together and, and quite frankly, creating some unbelievable results and, and, and experience, the patients are experiencing something special due to that. I think it's my job now to create the best possible environment for all those, all those physicians and providers to practice. And that's something that we're gonna be focused on. We just recently uh, hired a chief strategy officer from Stanford, Kristen Peterson. I'm hoping everyone gets a chance to meet with her 
I, I know that our, her phone's ringing off the hook. So she has a long list of folks to meet with and uh, she, she gets that piece. Uh, she, she's here to help me and help the system as well as the physician leaders at, at University Hospital to, to build and create the best possible environment for our physicians to care for patients and our patients to be cared for. You mentioned some of the, the collaboration that we have already seen. Over the last several years down in the Southern region, we've seen Robert Wood and Monmouth, Monmouth South community. You've really driven that kind of collaboration, urology, robotic surgery at Monmouth, peds especially down at community. How important is the physician voice in building those relationships? It's very important. Anyone can build a strategic plan. It's, it's the execution of that strategy. And in order to execute, you need to have physicians that are supportive and that were, were, had a hand in building this strategy. Uh, so in the South, I, I, the number one thing we did was we came together as, as leaders whether it be physician leaders, uh, administrative leaders, community leaders, and board leadership. And we worked together. Uh, we, we decided early on we would no longer compete against each other, but rather we would, we would create, uh, we, create wins. And we come to consensus as much as possible. Uh, I, every week I, I meet with the CEOs and leaders from the three hospitals in the South. And it, bec- it, it becomes a think tank and it becomes a non-competitive think tank uh, where, where some pretty smart people come together and, and debate, in many cases, the best way to move forward. I, 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 a good example of working together is Monmouth Medical had funded certain, uh, had capital funding and uh, approval to move forward with some neuroscience product lines. And the CEO there said, you know what? This market just doesn't support that. Let's do something in Ocean County because the market will support it. But let's, let's limit what we do there so that we can, we can move the higher level care to the place that truly has the resources to, to care for those patients. And that's Robert Wood. So again, it's, it's, you got to know the services that, that exist within a region. Uh, Robert Wood's in the central region, but it touches that southern region and there's definite crossover. And I think working together and removing that obstacle of competition with yourself, that, that's what's most, most important. And the physician partnerships, uh, uh, that, that's what really gets it done. The physicians, they, they know how to, how to make it happen, and then they can, if they're working with us, we, we can get it done for them. So we have a remarkable list of projects that this hospital and system are working on simultaneously. The Cancer Hospital, New Surgery Center, St. Peter's Merger, Neuroscience Institution, the IPA, you know, all these you know, transitions. Is a, I mean, what, how can the medical staff support you, support these efforts um, you know, to and you know, and ex- to best optimize the chance of success, you know, in all these complicated areas. I think again, we're working together. I know I say that a lot. Uh, we had a, a five-hour session yesterday with the IPA and and the leadership 
that has produced the IPA. Uh, and we had a very productive work session. And we, we, we started out um, talking about what are the obstacles within the IPA or the, the pr practice of the offices. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was, to me, rewarding to see a group of physicians and administrative folks uh, really get to the point where they were being critical of themselves in, in some cases, the services in some cases. And uh, I think that's the first step when you, when everyone can remove that fear of, of pointing out their own weaknesses. And, and, and that was removed yesterday. We, 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 we listed every issue that we see uh, as we move forward to set up a productive office practice. And this is a huge, huge uh, uh, job that we have, or a piece of work that we have in front of us in, in, in making these offices more efficient, more productive, um, so that we, we serve the needs of our community. At the end of the day, you may, some may think it's for business purposes. That, that's, 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 a, that's nice when you, you improve the business line, but what's most important is access to care, giving patients access to care, having patients call for an appointment and not have, having to wait months to get into a specialist. These are things we discussed yesterday. I think we're, we, we have some, some items to work on now that will create efficiencies and overall physician satisfaction as well as patient satisfaction. How do we balance those critical needs and obviously uh, opportunity um, to serve our community to give critical medical care with um, our pure academic interests and and the need you know for primary for basic research on one funded grants and stuff you know how do we how do we balance out those two missions simultaneously through this negotiation of the IPA. Uh, we had the academic folks uh, with a loud voice, and, and appropriately so, a loud voice to be sure that we have the correct amount of focus on education and research. Uh, I, I believe that the, uh, the, the leadership at Rutgers ha has a nice solid plan to continue to improve. Uh, in terms of the physician offices, there's, there's a percentage of time that, that physicians will put forward or academic folks will put forward for clinical care. But there's also the protected time to, to guarantee that we move forward with our academic mission as well as our research. Obviously, something is a sensitive issue for our medical school colleagues as they kind of negotiate this, these changes which as you point out, are, can be anxiety producing, but on the other hand, if they're open and if people are involved, you know, this is, we can, you know, we'll find a, the opportunity and the path, you know, to get through that. Yeah. That's important. Well, as the springtime comes forward, I mean, what should we be looking forward to as far other than, you know, having to actually start wearing sunscreen and, uh, and getting outside? Any particular changes that we're, you're excited about just in the short term? I'm excited to break ground across the street for the Cancer Institute of New Jersey. I'm excited to work with the medical school leadership as well as the community physicians to start to 
develop the strategies that we will be moving forward with. Um, I'm really happy that uh, Kristen Peterson has joined us as our Chief Strategy Officer. As I mentioned earlier, her um, experience is, is vast in the academic in the academic environment. So I believe she's going to add a great deal of, of improvements in, in, in relationship, as well as in strategy, which will ultimately be translated to a tactical plan that'll move forward. Uh, and, and what's nice about having your strategy figured out and a lot of fingerprints on that strategy, meaning we have medical staff, administrative staff, frontline staff, trustee staff, as, 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 as they all get, get their fingerprints in and we, we listen, which is very important, we listen to the ideas uh, and, 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 and expertise that we have here, um, we're going to develop a world-class uh, institution and a world-class uh, academic medical center. Uh, now, that doesn't, that doesn't take away what we already have. We, we have the making of something really special. And, but now bringing it all together and having a strategy that's, that's transparent with, with timelines and, and accountability built in, I, I think the sky's the limit for New Brunswick. So I, finally, I, I mean, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, for the medical staff, thank you on in the rapid movement that you've done forward and pushing forward the new doctor's lounge. Um, I know people, you know, are very excited, you know, about that. You know, while I think people appreciate the previous new doctor's lounge in the East Tower, you know, the fact that you have to hike a week and a half to get there, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's more limited space. It's there now a new doctor's lounge right in the middle. And I know that's something that you made sure happens fairly quickly and we're moving forward. That's, I, I, wouldn't, I should thank you for that. I know people are very excited about that as an initiative, you know, supporting, you know, to the physicians um, as well as, you know, your regional communication. So that, I, we do appreciate that very much. And, and I thank you and I thank Dr. Bachner. He's been on that as well. And to me, it's one of the most important, important investments we can make. I, can, I always said, oh, I need to go to the physician dining room. And mom, if we had a physician dining room, I'd make sure I went there a few times a week. And uh, you, can, you can return 15 calls in five minutes uh, when, you, when you just show up in the lounge. Uh, you get so much work done. You, you, uh, really, that's where great ideas, great ideas come out of a setting like that. So that's, that's a worthwhile investment. I look forward to to having a cup of coffee in the lounge with, with our medical staff and really getting to know each and every medical staff member over the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, that's really pretty, that's an exciting new opportunity just for, as you point, the casual communication, you know, and interaction that'll occur right at the core, you know, in the, of the hospital itself. So thank you again, it's really exciting. You know, another, another point, if you have one more minute that I'd like to make is, uh, the chairs. I, I met with the chairs as a group uh, just uh, last a couple weeks ago, and we agreed we we're going to have a monthly meeting. And uh, I was really impressed with the chairs here at Robert Louis Johnson University Hospital. Again, they are a group of people that need we need to be involved with. Like I, I hope the medical staff also is is seeking out their chair, giving them their ideas, because we're gonna be meeting, like I said, monthly. 
we'll, we have an, a nice agenda. Right now, we, we, we're, we're focused on, on strategic plan, but we, we're also really focused on quality, our patient sat, and uh, looking at the report cards that exist out there that we should be looking to be number one on. And uh, I think there's, again, there's so much opportunity. I know that the medical staff is actively uh, working on the U.S. News and World Report uh, recognition uh, and, and voting right now. I hope we can get some momentum behind uh, that kind of work. If, if we, we need to recognize ourselves for the hard work we're doing. And when I say that, I mean the, the medical staff and, and the department heads and the all those people that, that that are working so hard to develop these world-class programs. Let's make sure we let the world know and uh, vote for ourselves. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate it, sir. Uh, Bill, we really thank you very much for taking the time, you know, to talk with us today. Obviously, you're welcome back anytime at all. You know, um, you know, in fact, we hope you will be back, you know, fairly soon, you know, with a, the next uh, step in the saga. But again, thank you so much for the hard work you're doing. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Salas. And thank you, Chris. Great job. Chris. Lots, of, uh, lots of projects, lots of programs, lots of, lots of things to celebrate coming up in the future. More things to celebrate as we continue to grow, continue to improve. And I know you are a man that likes to, to get the staff together to celebrate accomplishments. I do. So hopefully plenty of those on the horizon. There will be some. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to the toga parties. I just want to say. Hey, the sky's the limit. <laughs> Bill Arnold, the interim president and CEO of Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, you can subscribe to Medically Necessary on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you can also catch us on YouTube and on the RWJUH Medical Staff Portal. For Dr. Jim Sowitz, Chris Honig, thank you for listening. Medically Necessary, brought to you by the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Foundation.